Welcome to Don't Eat Your Young, a nursing podcast with your host, Beth Quas. Before we get started, we have a few quick notes. Don't Eat Your Young is a listener-supported podcast. To learn more about becoming a member and the perks available to you for becoming a patron yourself, visit patreon.com slash don't eat your young. You can learn more about the show, share your story to join Beth as a guest, or connect with our wonderful community in our Facebook group. You can find all those links and more at don'teatyouryoung.com. And now, on with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Don't Eat Your Young. I'm your host, Beth Quas. Today, our guest will be Liz Burkholder. She's coming to us from Charlotte, North Carolina. She's been a nurse in med surge and oncology. She's an FNP, and now she's a psych mental health NP. She's going to talk to us today about holistic well-being um, and how to take care of yourself, deconstructing transformation. So welcome to the show, Liz. How are you today? Thank you. I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're doing. Yes. Uh, so I'm happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Um, so I'm Liz Burkholder. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. I am a double board certified nurse practitioner. I'm certified in family nurse as a family nurse practitioner and as a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. And I tend to do more psychiatric mental health these days, um, just because that's where my truest passion, my biggest passion lies. Um, being someone who suffered with a lot of mental and emotional health issues myself, and especially in my early, earlier years, uh, I'm just uh, super passionate about helping people with those things. So I do a lot of trauma work and, um, a lot of mind body medicine. So I use different modalities to the big ones that I use are hypnotherapy, which is a trauma healing focus, a trauma focused hypnotherapy. And then also breath work. And then I tie in a lot of other things like yoga, movement, um, meditation, mindfulness, things like that. But I have a practice here in Charlotte called Burkholder Wellness. And I do see one-on-one uh, -on -one clients, although I am moving now more into groups, workshops, and trainings. So I have a lot of um, group workshop, workshops and trainings coming up just to teach people how to heal themselves and heal their trauma. And a lot of that is childhood trauma. And I do a lot of inner child work. Uh, there's a lot of different modalities that I kind of um, interweave together to help people heal on all levels, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual. And I know that you have a weekend long is do you call it a retreat or a workshop but was it is it this coming weekend or next weekend yes i'm super excited uh it's tomorrow it starts tomorrow this weekend and it's we do call it a retreat it's called it that business is healing circle of fire it's a business that i run with a friend and we take women and do a deep dive transformational retreat from Thursday night to Sunday morning. And it's just a full immersive, immersive weekend of no therapy, meditation, inner child work, yoga, breath work. We have a sound healer coming this, this time to do a sound healing and it's intuitive dance and movements. And it is just a whole weekend of amazingness and healing. So yeah, we do that. I do that as well. In this day and age, with everything that's gone on over the past couple of years, I'm sure you are very busy. Unfortunately, that there's so much going on in the world, but fortunately too, like it, it's what I do and it's what I love. And there's not a shortage of people who need help in these areas, you know? So, um, 
my goal is eventually to not even need anyone to not for no one to really need me. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> that would be nice. Right. But, but there's so much out there and so many people to reach and to help and to heal that. I don't know if that'll happen in my lifetime, but, um, I do think collectively, collectively we are on the way. I think there's a lot of shifts happening. A lot of people are healing and a lot of people are waking up to the fact that their childhood trauma and even their adulthood trauma is affecting them today in the present day. And it's not just in the past, like we say, I mean, it is in the past, but we also know that the body keeps the score and the body stores trauma in our nervous system, you know, in our, um, in our body and our psyche. And it keeps replaying almost on replay this subcon- in the subconscious way until we become aware of it. And that's the bad news. The good news is that we, we now know with things like neuroplasticity and epigenetics and all these studies around this, around healing, that we can actually heal these things and we can transform and we can rewire our nervous system and we can rewire our subconscious mind and we can heal our bodies and our minds. So, so yeah, there's a lot of work to be done and I'm just grateful to be doing it. You know, again, I think we get in these fields because we have our own stuff, right. That we kind of want to either work through or understand or learn about or help others with. So I had my own journey of, and my own, um, experience with trauma, childhood trauma, and even like burnout as a clinician. I know we, we, we briefly talked about that in the past and we'll probably touch on that in this episode and those things compound, you know, and, and I've had my share of all of those things, which is how I ended up here. So just happy to give back. Right. It's funny how our paths brought us here because I too have gone through burnout as many nurses and like we said, many in healthcare have for sure. I really like what you do because you don't just offer somebody that comes in. You don't just say, let's give you a medication. You really like to look at it holistically and offer them things that may help without or in addition to medication. And that's where I do say I'm more, I'm an integrative uh, integrative and holistic nurse practitioner, integrative meaning merging Western and Eastern medicine, merging, you know, alternative complementary therapies with conventional therapies, not kind of throwing either out fully, right? I think that we can learn from obviously both. And I think that some of the best medicine is bringing them together, bringing the pieces over here that work and leaving the rest and bringing the pieces over here that work and leaving the rest and knowing that each person is different. And each person will respond to things differently and that each person needs an individualized, personalized care plan. So, yeah, um, I do tend to lean a little more into the holistic areas these days and, and, and truly use medications as a last resort, which they should be, in my opinion, a last line therapy, whereas in our system, they've become the first and only line therapy, you know, which is is just not right either. And so it's, um, yeah, I do things in a very integrative way and I highly encourage my patients and clients to look deeper below the surface and let's go deeper because there's almost always more underneath that's creating or causing our symptoms and our issues. Now, I know we know that we have to treat patients individually, individually but when we get back to burnout, are you finding some things that work better than others? Well, I'll tell you with my own journey. (laughs) Here's what I see just in my experience from my own personal experience and from working with hundreds, well, working, yeah, with hundreds of clients over the last six years doing this specific kind of work, meaning um, 
trauma healing, inner child work, and hypnotherapy. And working with many clinicians and many um, healers in the fields, whether that's in conventional in the conventional world or the integrative world or the holistic world or the naturalistic world where, you know, uh, metaphysical healers, energetic healers, those kinds. I've worked with all. One of the core things, one of the core um, issues with healers in general is that we have this deep underlying driving need and urge to save and rescue people. And so it's like, we can call it the savior complex. We can call it codependency. We can call it rescuer. We can call it whatever. There's a lot of names we call it. But what I've found is when we go into hypnotherapy sessions with these clients and myself, like I've experienced this myself, often those of us in these fields began very, very early in our lives taking care of others around us. And and that means like I've had people go all the way back to like ages one, two, three, where they realized I'm responsible for my siblings. I'm responsible for my parents. I'm responsible for my dad and his outbursts. And I got to walk on eggshells to make sure his emotions stay under control. Like I'm responsible for my mom and if she's going to drink or not today. So if I'm good, like maybe she won't drink. And if I'm good and quiet and the good girl or the good boy, well, then maybe I'll, you know, control her behavior. Like it's, it goes way, way, way back. It's, it's a deep wound within us often. And we become caretakers very early, either emotional caretakers, you know, physical caretakers. I've talked to people who were cooking dinner for the family at age eight and 10, you know, and like eight and 10 year olds who were taking care of the baby brother while mom's working because dad's locked up in prison, whatever. Like there's all kinds of stuff that um, happen here. And so what happens is we learn very, very early as children that it's my responsibility to take care of everyone whatever that looks like. Like there's a whole lot of scenarios that this shows up as. And what happens is we learn that if I'm caring for others, when I'm caring for others, well, then then I'm worthy. So there's a lot of layers here. So if I'm caring for others, then I'm worthy. So we learn to tie our worth with caring for others and taking care of others. We also, there's a core belief that often shows up. There's a um, theme that runs when I work with healers. The thing, one of the things is, Everyone else's needs matter. My needs don't matter. So there's this core belief system deep down inside. that says, my needs don't matter. Everyone else's do. Um, I'm responsible for everyone else. And that means like their behaviors, their decisions, their emotions, their everything. And, and because my needs don't matter, well, then I just won't have any. So we become needless, wantless. Call this needless, wantless. And so we go into these, we grow up and that doesn't turn off. We find fields where we can do that, (laughs) where we can take care of everyone else and not take care of ourselves because our needs don't matter. So this is a core, and and this is not just like, I think this runs through families also. Like it's like an ancestral thing too. Like when we go back, we see that, oh, our mom was like that and their mom was like that or, or whatever. And here's the thing. We need nurses, doctors, therapists. We need healers, right? We need them. This is a very noble and beautiful and amazing way to show up in the world as, as helpers and healers. The problem is that it becomes, um, it becomes where everyone else, I take care of everyone else to the detriment of myself. And that's where the issue becomes, because that's where it becomes very unhealthy. 
when we, and when I work with people, um, healers and, and even through my own journey, when we can help ourselves first and heal ourselves first and fill our own cup first, we have so much more to give and we do it from a place of true compassion and true caring, not codependency or savior or rescuer, right? Like not that I have to do this because if I don't, I might die because literally when we go back to these child parts, it's like they have the realization that if, if I don't care for my mom or my siblings or or myself and feed myself, then I might die. So it literally goes all the way to survival. So we have to get deep down in there and see, first of all, where did this start? We start unpacking and unraveling that so that we can do our healing and helping from a place of, again, true compassion and, and healthy giving versus this, I'm going to give it the detriment of myself because I don't matter. My needs don't matter. So people can just run all over me and I'm just going to give all of myself and I'm going to get burned out too. And then the whole ship is going to go down. <laughs> Does that make sense? Absolutely. That is incredible because, you know, I think we do feel that way. We do have to take care of everybody. And the nurses out working on the floors and everywhere, I have to stay past my shift to help everybody else. I have to come in on my day off to help everyone else. Yes. Oh, oh, I just got chills because I know that and I've been there. Yes, we've been there. I have to. I have to spend the night here. I have to come in when it's snowing in a 12 foot of, of, of snow on the ground because I'm the only one, right? Like it's my responsibility. Right. And I'm teaching my kids now. It's not your responsibility. If you're sick, you have no responsibility going into work, but I have to. No, no, you don't. You have to take care of yourself first so that you come back healthy to do your job. Amen. I just said 12 foot of snow. I hope no one gets 12 feet of snow. I meant 12 inches, but anyway, I had to correct that. <laughs> I hope not. Maybe 12 feet of snow. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's just this crazy phenomenon that um, it's so deep. Like it runs, we think it's just this, oh, but we're short of staff and, you know, and I'm responsible and it runs so deep. It's in, It's wired into our nervous system so deeply that if we, we can't even say no often, right? Like we can't even get the word no or no, I can't do that out because the nervous system is literally hurting. If we try, like, we, you know how to set, I mean, going through this myself, I've learned that when we, tr- when we're not used to setting boundaries or don't know how to set boundaries, when we try, it physically hurts. Our nervous system is like, like our heart's racing and our chest is tightening and we're sweating and we can't get the words out and the throat's closing up. It's like, I can't even say no, or, or I have something else or no, I just need to take care of myself. It's like, we, our body is so locked in. It's so deep in our nervous system. Imagine coming in at 7am for your 12 hour shift and you look at the schedule and you automatically know there's no way I can go home at the end of my shift. I know they're going to come and ask me to stay. And so you've already been put on the defensive since the time you walked in the door. And it's just reality. It is. And here's the thing. And so then the system reinforces that, right? So then, and the system is made up of all of these traumatized people, right? That, so they're running the system. So then they're just driving it also. And they're like, no, 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 you don't get to say no. You have to stay. You have to take 10 patients. You have to take that extra admission or there's no one else, you know? And I was just talking to a doctor the other day and she was saying, 
it was the end of the day and they tried to slide in another patient for her and she had already been like slammed the whole day and you know the whole eight minutes well as far as like nurse practitioners pas and doctors they have like eight minute visits right eight minute 10 minute 15 minute visits and it's boom 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 which is so crazy and unsustainable she said this one lady called her and said i'm gonna can you take another patient towards the end of the day and she said no i can't i'm getting ready to leave and i have to pick my daughter up and her manager called her into the office and said you don't get to say no they ask you only as a courtesy and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is how the system is. I'm like, it's so the system drives it and perpetuates it. And so literally you feel like I don't have a choice, right? I don't, I have to do this just the way it is. But what's really sad to me is that so many people go into these fields because they truly genuinely do, do care and have a lot of compassion and they really want to help people also, right? In addition to the, I have to do this because I have to do it because I'm the only one and it's my responsibility. There truly is often a lot of care and compassion and want to help. And then we get in the fields and then we see that it's like this and it's like, oh no, that's not how, you know, and it's like this whole, well then I'll just, and then some people leave the field altogether because they're like, oh, there's no way to actually do what I would really love to do in a healthy way where I can actually like be healthy myself you know, so they just leave completely, which is really sad too. And and this is why I want to offer um, like a supportive place for, for people to heal through that so that they can create their spaces of healing from that place of being healed and taking care of themselves and giving from that compassionate, loving space in a healthy way, you know, and, and whether that takes getting completely out of the system for a while or like starting your own practice from ground up. Like it's people do it. I see it all the time. It can be done. It's almost like you have to get out of it to, to shift it because it's just so big now. It's like this big monster. Right. And there's this quote that I love, uh, Buckmeister Fuller, I think is his name that says, I'm going to probably get it a little bit wrong here, but it says you can't change the current system by focusing on the current current system and fighting the current system. You have to focus on and build a new system that makes the other one obsolete. So like, it's almost like that. We almost just have to say, okay, that is what it is. And I'm just going to get out of that. And I'm going to start something new over here. Do you think that there's a way to incorporate some training into nursing education so that students come out and maybe a little prepared? Oh, man, I, I hope so. And I, I would love to be a part of that movement somehow. And I do think that we need to get into the nursing programs and we need to teach about self-care. We need to talk about, talk about trauma healing of ourselves and talk about how we heal that part of us that feels like I have to do this and it's the only option. And and again, healing that so that we can do it from this place of, you know what, my needs matter and I matter too. And, and I know that the more I take care of myself, the more I have to give and it's done from a healthy place. But again, it's so infiltrated in the systems that even the nursing programs are run by the people who perpetuate that. So it's like we have to get in from bottom up, from top down. Like I think I would love for nurses to start getting into the into the academic fields and, and shifting it there, right? And then into the hospitals and shifting it there and getting into mental health and shifting it there and getting into administration and shifting it there. Like I'm doing a... Um, 
PhD in mind-body medicine right now, and I'm working with, uh, I have some colleagues who are in the program with me, and some of them are in administration. So they're like, we're going to hit it from top down. And then there's some people that are like, okay, I'm going to come in from bottom up. I'm going to go work with the clients or clinicians. And then some are like, we're going to start an administration. So there's there are people that are going into these places to make shifts. It's just, again, it's a big, it's a big thing. <laughs> it's a big deal. Well, and in all of my years in nursing, I would see administration would bring in a consulting company and they would, okay, here are the things we see that need to be done now, develop a program or do this so you can help your staff in whatever way they were bringing in. And it would seem to drop off as soon as they got the results and we never saw the benefit of them bringing it in other than to say that they did it. Oh, wow. Oh, that's so sad, right? But I, I I know as we, um, the Western world wakes up more to things like mindfulness and meditation and, you know, mind-body medicine and things like that, it's, we're making shifts. It's just kind of small. And I think it starts there. Like it has to, and it's not all about, here's the other thing is I think sometimes administration and the systems want to put it all on the individual and say, well, it's your responsibility, right? Like you, you have to just take care of yourself. And this is true. We do need to take care of ourselves. Of course. I mean, it does start there, but also the system has to be incorporate the support too, right. And the, um, the shifts and the changes within the system too. So it's, they have to also take responsibility and say, yeah, while you need to take care of yourself and go do yoga meditation and your trauma healing, we also need to um, put in policies in place that say you can't, you don't need to work more than 40 hours or you don't need to, I don't, or whatever, you know, whatever that looks like, or you don't need to take more than five patients on the floor, no matter what. Or we're going to offer you a safe environment to come to work in because we know that is not happening. You walk in the door worried for what's going to happen with patients or family or your own safety. Right. And speaking of that, there's another issue that happens is when nurses and doctors and therapists witness traumatic situations, they're expected to literally go right back to work and see the next patient, right? Like you have a patient die over here in this room, pass away or whatever in the ER or on the floor or in the OR, and you're literally expected to just move right along to the next person. And there is no, as far as nowhere I've worked so far, and maybe they're changing this, hopefully, there's no policy in place for processing of that. Like, so then we're building trauma upon trauma upon trauma, and we wonder why all everyone has PTSD. And actually, so many clinicians are walking around with PTSD and don't even know it because they just keep repressing and repressing and stacking trauma after trauma. And when you witness and see all of the trauma that happens in the healthcare field, and you just push it down and compartmentalize it, it doesn't just go away. It, it, it goes somewhere. And where it goes is it goes into our, it like creates physical illness. It creates mental illness. It creates relationship issues. It creates um, all kinds of things, right? And nightmares, insomnia, panic attacks. It, it doesn't just go away. Like that stuff needs to be processed. So there should be trauma-informed therapists in the hospitals to sit with doctors and nurses after they experience a loss or a death or a, or a trauma. That's not happening. There's always something else to do. In my world, in the OR, in anesthesia, you got to get on to the next case. 
And I know that we tried to implement years ago a debriefing after a death or a traumatic experience in the OR, and it just didn't get off the ground because either people were too busy or they had to come in on their day off. or And so the intent was there. It just didn't develop into anything. And, and I think part of that, too, is, again, the system... I mean, it, we all have to do it, right? Like, the, so the individual, what happens too is the individual, the nurses and doctors might think, well, I don't need that. I'm good. Good. I don't need that. So, so we, we don't even know that we need it. Right. And then the therapist who, or whoever's holding the debriefing, often the therapists aren't even fully, in my opinion, properly trained to actually process trauma anyway. And they don't know what to do with it. Like they don't know how to even help people truly get into What's going on here? What's underneath the surface? What's, what are the emotions under there? What are, you know, they don't truly know how to do that, which is a whole nother thing too, that I would love to do is get into the therapy programs and teach all about shock and trauma and how we actually process emotions and how we actually can get down beneath the surface, which we have to get into the subconscious mind. We can't just talk about it either, right? Like talking just keeps us almost stuck in this in the loop and in the head, we need to get into the body and the emotions and to the subconscious. So there's a whole lot there too. It's just so multi-layered. That is amazing information. And you're right. I think so many of us are walking around and we need, we need help. We just either don't know how to ask for it. We don't want to ask for it. So I love your idea about getting into, getting into the schools, getting into the hospitals and clinics that People are just too busy to seek help sometimes. Right. It's it's such a mess. I mean, it's overwhelming to think about it, right? Like when I start going into it and thinking about it, it's like, gosh, it's so overwhelming. It just feels like, is there any help or hope there? Which I truly believe there is. I truly believe there's always hope. And I do see shifts happening. So I try to focus on that. You know, I focus on that there are shifts happening and people are making the changes and and we are moving in a different direction, whether it's slow or not, even just steps create ripples, right? And those ripples exponentiate out into the world and it does make a shift where eventually it seems like suddenly there's this big change, but it's been happening for a long time. I encourage people, if you truly cannot take one more day in whatever place you're working, it's okay to move on. Yes. But with that moving on, you need to heal yourself from what you went through. Yes. Yes. Oh, it's so important. Yes. I hate to see healthcare workers leave the profession because we all know the time and energy that they put in to get where they are, but something has to give and they need to make themselves better and healthy. Yes. And I I hate to see that too, but I see a little bit of shift, a little shift happening there too, where people are, maybe they have left the field nurses and excuse me, therapists and doctors, but they're starting to see that, oh, they can do it differently. Right. And often again, that does mean they have to kind of start their own business or their own practice and do it how they and do it in that way, but it's, it, it's happening. And, and I do think that's another place where we need help is teaching people how to build heart-based businesses, right? Like what I call heart-based businesses or heart-centered businesses, where it's, we're, we're living and working from the heart, not living and working from the head or from the trauma or from the drive and the savior complex and the burnout and the workaholism and all the things, right. That the system is currently running from. 
you know, if you work from it, the place that, um, <laughs> that you're not all burnt out and in your head, you know, coming from where you truly want to be. I love that. How much change can we create doing that, right? Absolutely. Tell us what else you're doing and and where you see yourself going now. So right now I am finishing up, I'm working on this PhD in mind-body medicine. So I'm, I'm in my dissertation phase. And so hopefully within around about a year, I'll be maybe done with that. But in order to complete that, I'm having to pull back on some work so that I keep my my own work work-life balance and make sure I'm not burning myself out. So I am pulling back on my private practice right now and seeing one-on-one clients. I am going to, I'm going to be doing more groups in 2023. So I have a couple of programs. Um, I have one coming up. It's inner child healing. It's a six week class where we meet every week on zoom and we're doing a lot of inner child work together, doing hypnotherapy, breath work, journaling, meditation, and sharing, um, Lots of different things there to help. It's like a um, kind of like a big beginner's class in inner child work and trauma healing. And then in January, I have a program starting. It's a three-month intensive program, Heal um, heal Your Life. No, sorry, Heal Yourself. I have a couple different ones. Heal Yourself. It's a three-month intensive program, and it includes group work and individual sessions. And then I have a group specifically for healers, and those like clinicians, um, that starts in February and it's Heal the Healers. It's called um, Living and Working from the Heart. And it's a program for burned out clinicians. And it's a six month program to really just help burned out clinicians to heal, heal through their, um, the work trauma, right? The, um, the field, medical field trauma, whatever happened there. And then childhood trauma, healing the nervous system, healing the codependency and healing um, the self-neglect, like all of those things, a six-month intensive program to really just help healers heal. So that starts in February. That is going to fill up quickly. I have no doubt. I hope so. I'm calling them in. (laughs) Absolutely. We all know people that want the help. They just don't know where to go sometimes. They don't know. They just, and they don't even sometimes know what they need. They just know I need something and what I'm doing is not working. Right. So, so I open my arms to anyone listening who feels like, you know what, that sounds like something I might need. Please reach out. I would love to do a discovery call or a a consultation call on the phone just to talk or whatever. I would just love to be here to support. I love that. And they can find all of your contact information in our show notes. So, Please find Liz and see what she can do for you. So what is something amazing that you would like to share with nurses? One of the things recently that um, I've heard several people talk about is, so there's a lot of strategies out there, right? Like there's, we're inundated with so many strategies and programs and steps and here's the steps and here's the strategies, you know, and we're just almost overwhelmed with information these days. What I say is, there's one step, the one, there's one turn and that's inward, go inward, close your eyes, drop into your heart, drop into your soul, whatever you call that and go from that place. Listen to that place because that's where your truth is. That's fantastic. That's what I would say. Follow that, follow the heart, follow the heart. That's what I would say. Close your eyes, drop into your heart, follow, follow your heart. I think anybody that's listening, as long as you're not driving. (laughs) As soon as this ends, stop and do that. 
and then and go from there. I love that. Take take that one step. That one turn inward. Yes, I love that. All the answers are there. Everything is there. Liz, I so appreciate everything that you shared today. I think it's amazing. I'm so excited for what you're offering people um, and that you're coming at it from kind of a different way that isn't just traditional what we think of when we think about mental health. Thank you. I'm just, I'm honored to be on the journey. I'm honored to be here. And and it's, I'm just, I'm grateful to give back and to help people and just, you know, help, help our profession and, and anyone else heal. Thank you so much, Liz. I appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you, Beth. Oh my goodness. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Donate Your Young was produced in partnership with True Story FM. Engineering by Andy Nelson. Music by The Lighthearts. Find the show, show notes, and transcripts at DonateYourYoung.com. If your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, please consider doing that for our show. But the best thing you could do to support the show is to share it with a friend or colleague. Thank you for listening. Oh,